Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2 Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, every day on I Work Ram, we try to take a different approach, a different angle into looking at our workplace like our mission field. And I bring on guests that have stories to tell, whether they are the business person that's got a testimony to share, uh, uh, somebody that's written a great uh, a book. Or maybe it's a ministry that disciples and is actively involved in marketplace ministry. Today, we got kind of a combination of all three in one. We're bringing back Kelly Talamo. He was on a show earlier, in, uh, I, I believe last year. And Kelly is a business coach. He's an author. He's a speaker. I've seen him preach in churches before. He, he does it all, and I know he's involved in So he's involved in marketplace ministry. He's written books, and, and he's a business owner. Kelly Talamo, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for having me back. You know, I joked with you on the phone. I called you Dr. Talamo. Did you ever finish your Ph.D.? Do you already <laughs> no. have your Ph.D.? No, 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 no doctor, Jim. Okay, no well, doctor. I just want to make sure I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to misappropriately call you, <laughs> you know, doctor. But in my mind, you, I, I, the first time I really saw you in action was in, a, in front of a men's group a couple, two, three, five, probably five years ago. And, and I watched how amazing God used you to take a room full of rough and tumble guys and just humble them in the, in, in the spirit of the Lord and draw them down a path to really get them to think. 
And I love that. Not very many people can do that in a room full of people that are completely strangers. And, and I, I just I saw how God used you to touch people's lives. But Kelly, make it real for the listening audience. As we go to the go, head up to the break, talk to me about how Jesus is making a difference in your life today. How, how is he making an impact on your life? I think, um, first of all, thanks for that. And um, I think one of the things that was so, I remember the day well that you're talking about, and I think one of the things that made it so impactful was guys came and they knew they had permission to think. And really, that's that's what it's about. And that verse you quoted um, on your intro, just uh, so profound. I mean, we're only going to think one of two ways. We're going to think like the world, or we're going to think in light of the word. There's only two ways to think. So I love the way that you kind of framed it up. So I really didn't do anything special. I just took them right to the word, gave them permission to think. And maybe that's what we'll talk about today, because that's what guys need, permission to think clearly. And it's it's there in the word, but there's there's no other place to get it. And I love your intro and how passionate you are about guys. If you would just get excited, man, I mean, it would Something would really happen. They'd right? have to replace microphones here every day if I got really excited. But to, but but make this personal though, Kelly. You are you you and your wife have been married for how many years now? We just had forty one. Forty one years. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now you know this is National Marriage Week, uh, February seventh through the fourteenth. National Marriage Week. USA. Org. Talk to me about just how incredible. How did you make it? You got you got thirty seconds to answer this question. How did you make it forty one years? We went to, when we went to church yesterday, the minister opened that up, just what you said about marriage week, and he's, he came on, and, and, and his first words were, it takes a commitment, that's just the bottom line, it took a commitment together, and Christ in the middle of that, and a commitment to be loyal to, to one person. That's an exploration, that's just, that's just not a mouthful, that's, that's a lifelong pursuit. So it's a desire to be there. I mean, you can, we've been through a lot, just like you and your wife, but it's, it's wanting to be there, like wanting to make it. We want to make it. Well, and that's awesome. 41 years is fantastic. Martha and I are heading to 30 this summer, and uh, it is work, but boy, I don't know. Being married to Martha, I think every day is just a dream. So, And I'm not just saying that. I think I'm just the luckiest guy in the world. All right, listen, we're talking today with Kelly Talamo. He's a business coach. He's an author. I've seen him preach. Kelly, how, how do you describe yourself to people? Oh, gosh. Um, I, gosh, Joe, how do you describe yourself to people? Uh, I am. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a business coach, and I actually prefer that to life coach because we really, I deal with uh, mostly executives and helping them to order and and work their business and accomplish some things. And I think you had sent me a question, and how does how does coaching maybe differ from counseling yeah. i wonder if you wanted to touch touch that sure go ahead let's talk about it. so i mean because counselors well, and, and counselors people pay a counselor but a lot of times people go to counselors they come home and like well oh, i didn't get anything all they did was ask me questions <laughs> like yeah well 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 most counseling i mean there's a it's a different skill set really than than i use there you anytime you disciple any man you're going to do some counseling and asking some questions about his past but counseling usually is about that. It's dipping back into the past so that they can maybe be, be prepared to move from the past into the present. Coaching, however, is really about asking really good questions that help people think. They help people think through their plans, through their priorities, help them to think about leveraging the things that are around them. Sometimes we're, 
we're, we're our own worst enemy. So we forget like what's around us, what's what's viable right in front of me that I can't see. So so in coaching, one of the things that you're always working on, working in, I would just say probably ninety percent of your time is spent in perspective, getting a guy to to see his world a little bit different. And when you can use the word of God, that is the best. That's the best because that puts light on things that you and I can't see on our own. Now, isn't it true, though, you can use the Word of God without... I mean, people don't have to know that the sayings that you're giving them... Sometimes people say, well, I don't want to hear any of that Bible stuff. And you're like, no problem. You could you could say all kinds of things that are right out of the Bible that they would never know because they would never yeah. look it up, as long as you're not giving biblical references to it. Right, you can't. Yeah, and, and, and that happens a lot. You know, the, the eyes of a man are never satisfied. You don't say that's right out of Proverbs, but it's true. And sometimes you'll say, hey, look, why are you going there? Your eyes will never be satisfied. Why? How do you know that? What do you mean? So it just it opens up a, a world of conversation to guys because truth will resonate with them whether they know where it came from or not. Well, and I think that that's what that's really what I want to talk about because you really as a business coach, you're a truth seeker and you're a truth provider because you're trying to get you're trying to get people to see the truth well, you're trying to get them to see the forest for the trees when they're in their own business. And a lot of times, business owners get so caught up in the day-to-day that they, they can't even, well, they can't really, they can't see the trouble that they're digging themselves into at, in the office or at home. And that's where you talk about the counselor coach thing. You said life coach, because one of the things I've seen as a, as a business coach, and I call that with quotes around it, is that if somebody's life is a mess at home, it truly impacts their business in a major way. Right. We're holistic, right? So what we are is going to come out where, wherever we are. The real us is going to sooner or later come out. So it's just, it's just good to have a, a man that you can talk to. And, and really, I mean, the only business I really can't help is my own. See, I can't, I can't, I can't really help myself sometimes in my own business because I'm too close to it. Just like you in the radio station, you, you're in it. You're so deep in it. It's like reading a label from inside the bottle, right? It's hard to read it because you're just right inside of it. So it's just good for someone else to come along and say, hey, listen, Jim, hey, what about this? Do you see this? This is right in front of you. Sometimes, so, sometimes it is, and 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 then you can then you have a, a better perspective. But that's what it's about. And sometimes I get to use the word, and that's that's even that's the best. So, are you? Do you have a business coach? I do actually. I do. I have actually. I what I do is there's a there's a young coach, uh, a little younger than me, and he's a he's a local guy. His name's Philip, and he and I meet pretty regularly and we talk about these kinds of things. Like, and, and we before we know it, we realize and. I need you, and, and you need me. So, yeah, he cha- in fact, he challenges me because I went for a year without one. And he's like, who's speaking Cause into your life? And I just had to, I had to come up with that. I'm like, no, nobody's speaking in, into the coaching world. Right. And so it's good. He's a colleague. But I have friends. I have mutual accountability friends in different areas that, that I have to have. I mean, I won't make it without those. And one of them, one of them's a mutual friend, like uh, Bob. Right. you and I both have, who introduced us, actually. Right. So talk to me about the value of accountability, because as a coach, as a business coach, you're really providing accountability. Because as Well, just describe the process. Somebody calls you and say, listen, hey, Kelly, I run a business. I don't really think I need a coach, but somebody says I need a coach. Can you help me? We usually, usually, yes. 
usually what will happen is that people know there's some kind of pain point. Maybe I'm accomplishing all kind of things on paper, but something deep down is maybe, maybe missing. Um, I don't know if I'm going to really fulfill my destiny. Or I'm doing a lot of things, but those things that are the most important to me, like spending time with my son or studying a new, a new uh, trade or a new hobby or something, something that – I just keep putting off. It's like a loose, an open loop in my life. I just keep putting it off. And I, all of a sudden, the years are ticking off. And someone says, hey, listen, I, I, I'm, I, need, some, I need some help. And so that's, that's usually where I will enter in. I will usually enter into a place of, of some kind of pain, some kind of frustration. Some of my clients are fragmented. They're, they're, they're doing a lot of things. They just need to know they're doing the right things. And and so they'll come and we'll, we'll sit down, we'll have a conversation, we'll do an assessment on personality, we'll dig into that a little bit, see how you're wired. We'll look at the gifts and talents uh, that God gave them and the platform that they're, that they're using right now. And then we'll look at where is it that you want to go, because that's what coaching is. It's taking you from here, wherever you are now. You are here, that little map in the mall that says you are here, you got to know where you are, then where do you want to go? And then we, we chart a course. Together. But I gotta, I gotta interrupt you. Okay, so yeah, I'm, a, I'm a busy guy, oh, and, and some people look at me and say, "Jim, you're ridiculously busy," and I am fairly ridiculously busy. And, and just say, "Okay, Jim, you need somebody come up and say, but Jim, maybe you need a coach. They need, to, mm-hmm. they need to help you out. So a coach like you comes into my life, and and you need to take more of my time. So talk to me about, I'm a busy guy, ridiculously busy, 60, 70 hours a week working. You're going to take more of my time. How do you get guys like me to step back out of the fray and look at their lives, take time to look at their lives, stop the the you know the uh, the guinea pig motion machine? Right, right. To get right. to look realistically at what's going on. How do you get them to stop because that's a tough one. That is a great question because what you're you in a sense what I'm hearing you say is are you going to give me something else to do because I'm already busy? Right. So what we do is we look at what is the end goal? What is it that you want to accomplish? What what in five years, three years, two years, what is this one thing that you want to do? And then really before before we because if you're drowning, the last thing you do if you're drowning is hand a guy a weight. Right. He's reaching up his hand. You don't hand him a weight. Do these five things. No, you lose him. So what we do is we is, first of all, I'll just go into a guy's world. We'll look at everything he is doing. And then I will ask him to edit out. Let's edit out something. Because really, like you said, there's only so many hours in a day. But but when a guy starts to see maybe 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 I don't have to be doing all the things I am doing. And maybe all the things I'm doing, how do, the, how do the things that you're doing now line up with, these, with, with what you want to be? Let's like, just take the average businessman. Your whole show is about getting guys out in the trenches alert for Jesus Christ. So that's what I hear in, in every, everything you do. It's about waking up that guy. So if a guy's sitting out there, he's like, well, I don't, Jim, I, I mean, I can, I'm busy, you know, and really, it's like, wait a minute, if you really want to count for Christ, you really do, you can do that right where you are, but you may have to tweak a few things. You may have to let go of a few things in order to do better things, in order to disciple a man. You may have to do something else 
instead of the things you're doing. So, All right, but adding, that, that tweaking process is what I want to talk about. Like, I, I like the tweaking thing, and so, okay, you got to go, let's just pick on me, because we, we can. And, you know, I, I, I've got a radio show which takes about 30 hours a week of my time. I've got a business that I run that's got an accounting and tax practice. I do business coaching. Um, we're running marriage retreats. You know, I, I, I'm busy. But I, everybody's telling me, Jim, you just need to take a day away and really contemplate. But you're not talking about one day. You're talking about multiple times in several months getting together with a coach to be able to just evaluate, make sure that the activities that I'm pursuing are activities that match up with what the goals are that God has set before me. That's what you said, right? Correct. Correct. And we, I'll interact with a client about two hours a month. Once we set a course, once we chart a course of where we're going to go, then it's just, it's just two hours a month. And actually probably about 45, every other week is our schedule. Every other week, 45 minutes to an hour, no longer than an hour. And really, the shorter, sometimes 45 minutes is even better. Then I'll do a recap of what we talked about. Here's where you said you are. Okay, let's, this is what you're going to do this week. We set out an action plan. And, and then the guy goes and does it. And it's always peppered with questions. You know, if there's a failure, you may ask a question like, how, what have you learned from this? What are you learning from this right now? What is God teaching you through this? Or even if he's not a believer, what are you learning through this? Um, you call him to action. What will you do this week to reach the goal? Because really, all I'm there for is to help him accomplish what he said is important to him, not what I think is important to him. So my client is my hero. That's my, he's the hero. I'm just guiding them through a, through a process. That really is it, Jim. Well, now, how many times do you get in front of business owners, Christian, quote-unquote, Christian business owners, who maybe aren't real deep in their faith, and you start to challenge them, and you realize that one of the issues they've, they've got is that they're really not walking with the Lord. And so you've got to redirect them in a way that maybe they weren't planning on hiring you to redirect them. <laughs> I think how many times? I think it happens often. Um, because what you, just, what you just described really is actually getting to the root of why things got sideways. Um, I, I love, like, one of my really good Christian uh, um, clients, he put, it, he put it this way. We sat down, we said exactly what you just asked me. He's like, now look, Kelly, I'm busy, okay? So this has got to be good. And so I explained what we were going to do. And, and then he said, so what you're telling me is, I'm going to give you a fee to help me do what I, what I know I need to do already? I'm going I'm to pay you to do that? And I said, yeah, you are. <laughs> and he said, why would I do that? I said, because if you could have done it on your own, you, you probably would have done it. How long have you been thinking of these things? That's the question I asked. And he said, nine years. I said, there you go. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. All right, we're back live with Kelly Talamo. He's a business coach. And Kelly, right before I went to that break, I said, okay, you, you, you were talking about how this business people say, okay, so Kelly, I, I'm going to pay you to get me to do the things that I know I need to do. I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you to make me do those things. No, pay me to help. You're going to pay me to help you to make sure you do those things. I can't make you do anything, really. And really, so coaching is sliding the responsibility back to the other person. But, but once, this is the beauty of it. Once a person knows that you have their best interest at heart, they let you in. 
so it's it's totally a, a foundation of trust, and you know that you you're only as accountable as you want to be, and I'm not going to be accountable to anybody I don't trust. So it takes some time to build a little trust, build enough trust to move into those those really really hard areas, and and you just find out a guy sometimes he's just he just needed a hand, he just needed someone to believe in him. First of all, and say, you know, you can do this. You don't have to run ragged. You can find time to have same time. You really can. The world is not going to disintegrate if you pause for an hour. Trust me. <laughs> I love that. No, I, I want to do a clarification because you keep talking about a, a man, a man, man, man. Mm, well, yeah, and, yeah. And, and there's an important principle there. Why is it that you only coach men? Well, actually, I don't. So I shouldn't have said that. Oh, no? I, okay, I mean, so... I do have some. I do have some ladies that I, that I do coach inside of companies. Usually the the executives that I have are all are, happen to all be men right now. Okay. But inside of the company where our friend Bob works, for example, there are quite a few ladies, um, upper management ladies that I that I do coach. So I use men, and I use the word generically. Okay. But my all audience right. primarily has been men. That's where you know you and I met. Yep. So I, it's good for you to remind me of that. That well, was good. Well, that's okay. And I know that some business coaches uh, they won't coach one on one with a woman unless there's a way to do it in a very public place so you don't get yourselves in trouble. Because when you start to spend that much time with somebody there's danger involved and so i didn't know if that was your reason why uh but you know i'll i too will have coaching conversation with business women leaders but i tried to in a very public place and my wife always knows where i'm at so mm-hmm. that, that's a yeah. really good thing all right so we're heading up to another break but i want to start this conversation is business coaching only is life coaching business coaching only for those people that are that are running their businesses or can it help a guy that's a up-and-coming executive Yes, it could, it, could, it could absolutely help an up-and-coming executive. In, in fact, some of the best times of coaching are in transition. So maybe we could talk about that when you come back. All right, we're talking with Kelly Talmo today. He's a business coach. He's a Christian business coach. He's an author. He's a speaker. He's even a preacher. But when I got to experience Kelly in, in multiple different ways, but one time we just sat down in a room full of 40 or 50 business guys, and they were from all leaders, owners, and people working within businesses, and we just had a heart-to-heart conversation. And really, that's what life coaching is all about. As Kelly describes it, we're, we all... Um, we'll only let people hold us accountable as we'll only be held accountable as much as we want to be held accountable. So there's limits to it. We will only allow people to hold us accountable that we trust. And that's what Kelly does. He builds up trust with people. So are you one of those business leaders that could use some accountability or use some, one of those people that could just use somebody in their life to ask them the tough questions and help move you down the pathway? Maybe business coaching is for you. But he does it out of Georgia. And so you have to just wonder, a guy, aren't you originally from Louisiana too, Kelly? Actually, since we talked, I don't remember, maybe it was right before, um, we, Mary and I relocated back to back to Louisiana. So we're there now. We're talking to you from pretty Louisiana right now. Well, I bet it's pretty, and I bet it's pretty chilly. It is a little chilly, but for us, it's like it's up to it's down to like almost sixty. Watch oh, it. Oh, listen to you! It was actually Saturday night, Monster Jam, right here in Tampa Bay. It was uh, forty nine degrees and pouring down rain in in Raymond James Stadium. Really, a perfect night for a guy who's a radio talk show host to just be covered in water for four hours in forty nine degree weather. But my son and I had a great time watching guys get muddy. Hey, we got some books left over from our book highlight segment. Nobody's called yet, and I think. Everybody's 
just in traffic, call into the studio line, 877-943-9673. Get a copy of John Maxwell's Success 101 and Great for God, Missionaries Who Changed the World, 877-943-9673. Brought to you by mtlmagazine.com. All right, Kelly, you're a coach. You're a business coach and a life coach. Sometimes you're coaching guys that are secular. They're, they're not Christ followers. Sometimes you're getting to coach guys that are Christ followers. How often do you get to coach people who haven't really reached the pinnacle of owning their own business or leading a business? I would probably say probably 50%, maybe 40 to 50% of my of guys, that uh, gals that I coach are not business owners. So about half. Okay. So what, what do you, I mean, as they're not making the critical decisions, a lot of times they're not the, the key decision makers just yet. How do you prepare them for success when they get to that pinnacle of opportunity? I, actually, I got to tell you, I think from, the, from this side of the chair, from in the coaching seat, it's almost, um, it's almost easier to not have a, a business owner. And, and when I say that, I mean, because they don't have all those pressing decisions that's going to affect 300 people. Um, a lot of times we have to take the, the uh, coaching session with a business leader and say, Let's, there's a lot of things we could talk about. We could talk about your, your assistant. We could talk about your, your uh, accounting guy. But, but, but to, we have to talk about you. Actually, that's how you, you hired me to help you. And all of a sudden, sometimes it bleeds over into consulting. You know, so and it's not a bad thing, but it's sometimes you have to really watch the focus as opposed to a guy like right now. I have a zip recruiter guy out in California. And he's just a precious guy. He's a upper management guy of, of like 22 people. And he's just figuring life out. And he is he's 28 and he's a blast. So I love that. I love that 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 moment where you can help a guy just build his life. Remember, you're just teaching a guy how to think. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So my biggest job is to get you to think biblically. If I can do that, then I've made, then I've helped you for you, for the rest of your life. Right. And I, I love that. that. I love it. Now that's pretty huge when you start to look at that. And so how often, when you're dealing with non-Christ followers, how often do you get the opportunity to really dig deep and go, you know, if you would just stop running from God, he's got all the answers that you need. <laughs> um, that particular line, probably maybe once a maybe once a year, I'll ask. You know, I'll ask. Hey, do you sense there's something else? And, and really, guys pretty well know where I am. Um, either they read about me, or they, they find out from me, or they. I mean, that's not a hidden thing. And so I'll even ask them, "Would you mind?" Because really, coaching is all about permission. It's always permission-based coaching. So I'll just ask the question, and this is a great takeaway for, for a listener. When you have to ask a really difficult question, before you ask it, ask permission to ask it. Hey, listen, could I, could I mention something right now? Well, you're paying me to help you, so usually the answer is yes. <laughs> Do I've people never, ever I've say no? Ever no? Yeah, I don't think so. Who's going to say no to that? Yeah, so can I ask you something right now? Yeah. Okay, we've been through, we've been around the corner. We've been around this particular issue. This is the fifth week in a row. Do you think, is it possible that there's something more? Is there something you cannot get over this hurdle? Could it be possible that there's a power waiting for you right now that you did not consider? Is that possible? It was, well, first of all, we're not going to blow you up for 
for asking the question because they just gave you permission to ask the question. It's such a it's such a dignified thing. And so, yeah, so I believe it is. I believe there is something else. If you want to know about that, I'll be glad to share it with you. No one has ever told me no, ever. Now, not everybody jumps up on the desk and repents. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's a little, it doesn't work. That, but you're part of the process. And that's, that's what's beautiful. Like, I never go in thinking, this is, I've got to close this right now. Never think that. It's happened. But I don't go in. That's not. If my agenda is to close, I will miss the person. Right. Right. So does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. So you've got it. You've got a business leader. You've got a business future business leader in front of you, and they're busy. I'm going to go back to the mm-hmm. busy thing because I'm trying to okay. learn something here for myself. So a little selfish. We'll take a little selfish time. I can tell you got an agenda. <clears throat> I get. Well, I don't know that it's an agenda, but some personal needs maybe. Okay. So I'm, <laughs> I'm needy. People would say I'm needy. All right. Okay. So so I'm a busy guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, you and, and I probably do need a business coach, but when you look at a guy like me who is committed to their spouse, committed to their church, committed to the, the kingdom of God, and a lot of those commitments is what keeps me busy, committed to marriage, we fight for marriage, we're, we're, we're doing marriage mentoring, marriage retreats. How do you get a guy like me? I mean, you mentioned 45 minutes to an hour twice a month. That's not going to do it for me. You're going to have to pound me over the head and get me away from the action in order for me to be able to really hear the voice of God in, in, in all of this. So do you sometimes pull guys out of their office and put them in a park where electronics won't work? Or, you know, I mean, how do you really get them to be quiet so they can listen? <laughs> do I strap them down? Um, Velcro, think, whatever, maybe. Well, first of all, I, I think one of the questions I, I love to get to with a guy like the, the guy that you're describing, that guy in the mirror that we're talking about, right, is, is come to a place and just, just ask the simple question, hey, listen, do you think in your life that there's more to do? Do you have more to do than time to do it? And we're like, well, yeah, that's why we're talking, right? I have more to do than time to do it. Well, here's, here's what I need to say about that. Jesus said, I finished the work the Father gave me to do. So if I've got too much to do, that what's on my plate, it did not come from Jesus. There's no way he would overload me and not give me the time to do it. So just if I can get there with a guy and say, let's look at it and see what is on my plate that I put on there and not him. And so that's like the beginning. That's what I'm saying. We self-edit. We start to edit things out. And, and then we start to realize, you know what? I'm not bulletproof. You know what? I'm not going to do it all. And that's, our, that's what we try to do, Jim. The lie behind this curtain is I can pull it all off, and we can't. We can't do it. So we have, to, we have to decide. We have to prioritize. That means some things get left out. But do you want to get a well done at the end? I'm, I know you do. So you would just have to say, okay, what, what did he give me to do? I said, you know, and when Jesus said that, there was people dying all around him, right? So it wasn't like he healed every soul and went, yep, I'm done. No, there was all, there was needs everywhere, but he was focused on, there was something he knew, he knew what, what the mandate from the Father was. That's where we need to be. All right, so, I really believe that. So I, I like that. What's on my plate that I put there? That God right. didn't. That's a good one. All right, so so keeping that in mind, what happens to the person, what happens to the business person who has stuff on his plate, his or her plate, that they put there, that God didn't put there, if they just keep ignoring it, what eventually happens to them? Man, that is, you know what, you just, you just 
you just went to the fork in the road because not all stories have a, a happy ending. So what this is this is what I would ask a person to do. Okay, take a look. It's kind of like we all have a story, right? It's like a movie. I use the movie analogy with people. We're like this is we're, right now we're part of a story. We we are at the end of our life. Somebody's going to get up and hit play and tell our story. So we look at a scene when something is going wrong, and I just ask the question, how does this movie end? If this scene does not change, how does the movie end? And if a person says, that doesn't end well, then let's change the scene. If you're okay with a bad ending, I can't, I, then I'm, I'm okay with it because it's not my life. I don't like it, but I'm not going to ask you to edit out something that you won't edit out. Don't edit it out for me. Edit it out for you. And so if you really want to change the ending, then we edit. That's the beauty of choice that we have with, with God. And we have the power, because of Christ, we have the power to say, I can stop doing it. I don't need to do that. Like, why am I doing that? Why do it? Is it recognition? Is it accolades? Like, how much is enough? I don't, I don't know the answer to those questions. We all, we all have something, right? We all, we all are addicted to something. And sometimes works the drug of choice with a lot of guys. Well, for guys, absolutely. But there's a lot of yeah. ladies that are the same spot. You know, and if it's not work right. being an addiction, it could be your kids being an addiction. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. For me, it's Mountain Dew and work. So, <laughs> what? Well, seriously. Yeah. I mean, but just, yeah. just half a can a day. Maybe a can. All right. But, okay, so... So it doesn't always end well, but you, you, let's just say you get that business person and they are willing to just stop, put a halt to the stupid and actually evaluate where they're at and go, hmm, maybe I do want to change my ending. Tell me some of the happy stories that you've seen for people who have said, nope, I'm willing to relook at this and I'm willing to make some changes so that my ending changes. I think the happy ending could all be, could, could be summed up by the, the way they're relating to the people around them. That's the happy ending. All of a sudden, I can listen to my son. All of a sudden, my wife and I can go somewhere without a phone. All of a sudden, I have time for my neighbor. That, the happy ending, this is the beauty of it. The happy ending rarely has anything to do with the person except the peace that they experience because they know now they're connected to something bigger than themselves. Well, I like that. If you could just repeat all those words again. The, that happy ending comes if they could be at peace with themselves. I like they, that. They, the happy ending comes when, for them, for the, it's never like, oh, yeah, Kelly helped me to do all it. No, no, no. It's really the happy ending comes when a person has peace and sometimes not doing, or just rearranging, doing less of X and more of Y, whatever that looks like, right? It's complex. But they have peace. All of a sudden, they have, they're okay with who they are. They're okay with how much they can pull off. But the real happy story is, is manifested by the people around them who suddenly they have time for. Because at the end of the day, our kids, you know, we, we can do a lot of stuff for our kids, but my kids never, never said, Dad, could you get me more stuff? They always just wanted more of me at the end of the day. Right. So if I can help a guy give, give himself away better instead of hoarding himself to accomplish more, it's a, it's a huge win. It's a huge win. And what if somebody's given themselves away and that's what keeps them busy? 
that then then they'll they'll have to start to see that like wait a minute why are you doing this and and you bring up a good point because sometimes it's it's really difficult for especially a christian there's this like guilt thing like i i don't know if i want to take time for me you're asking me to like put me first at the beginning of the day with i mean that's a lot of time an hour in the scripture uh, what what is that well really i mean Unless we're healthy, we're not we're not we're not any good to anybody. All right? right, I gotta stop you right there. Hey, we're talking with business coach, life coach, author Kelly Talamo. We've been talking about accountability. We've been talking about coaching. We've been talking about stepping back and determining. Hey, do you want to change your ending, or you just keep running down the path regardless of which direction you're going to go to? Maybe a business coach or a life coach is something that you need. We've got Kelly Talamo. He's been a coach forever, whether it was officially his title or unofficially his title. He's been coaching people for decades. Not that he's that old, but really, he's helping people find what they were looking for by getting them to just stop and take some time to look. Kelly, as we close out the show... What are some words of encouragement that you can put out there to people who are, they're just, they're desperate to start looking for, they, they need somebody like you in their lives. What is one thing they could do to recognize that they're ready for a coach? Well, a, a great question. One thing I would say is ask yourself the question, is my life right now, no matter where it is, no matter what level you're at, none of, none of that really matters. But, but is my life right now one of design? Did I get here by design or did I get here by default? Did I just wind up here? And, and it, the chances are if, if it's not by design, it is by default. So and that's, you're leaving your life to chance right there. Then secondly, just I would say if, if you're a believer, then I would say ask the Lord, Lord, what, what do I need to do? How do I find someone? Where can I find someone who can take me from where I am to where I want to be? How can I do that? And, and he'll show you. I mean, he, he, he tells us that he gives us everything we need. My God shall supply all your needs, right? Needs. So if that's a need, a, 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 a brother, a sister in Christ, a mentor, a coach, maybe you need counseling. Kelly, maybe, they, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's a relationship with Christ right there. It's like, you know what? I, I, I hear what the guy's saying. Him and Jim going back and forth. There's a there's a language I do not get. Well, that's a that's a missing piece. I mean, that movie never <laughs> well. Kelly, else, right? I hate to do this to you again, but we're coming yeah, to the yeah. end of the show. How do people get a hold of you? Let's just say they want Kelly Talamo as their coach. How do they get a hold of you? Okay, ktalamo at mac.com. And on March 1st, the new website, kellytalamo.com, will be out. Kelly Talamo. Yeah, ktalamo at mac.com is all you need to Kel- get started. Kelly Talamo, thanks for being on iWork for him today. Great conversation. Yeah, I appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Hey, what did you learn today about how we can take this city for Jesus Christ? today that sometimes we just need to step back but sometimes it's so difficult to see the forest for the trees that that, or maybe it's the seashells for the seashore i don't know what it is in your life but sometimes we just need to step back and go okay i need somebody to help me ask questions somebody to ask me the questions because a lot of us get so busy doing stuff 
that we stopped it. We never stopped to ask ourselves, are we doing what God called us to do? Or are we just doing stuff? A lot of us are very, very busy, but are we busy making an impact on the kingdom or are we just busy? You know, what Kelly Talamo had to say today was just asking this question, is my life right now one of design or by default? Lord, what do I need to be doing? We need to ask ourselves good questions because our lives are short. What's the impact the Lord's asking you to make? You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but you know this, ultimately, I work for him. Let's take this